Y'all talking about the Cowboys before I came on. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I'm looking forward to watching Micah Parsons. Short of the touchdown as Micah Parsons made that play. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Parsons has it, and the ball's out. And boy, them Cowboys, I tell you, them Cowboys, they got back up again. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guest, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Michael Irvin. Actor Blake Anderson plus Bills wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders. And now it's Rich Eisen. Oh, yes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Sitting here on uh, on our set um, in Los Angeles, California. I'm wearing purple, and I feel that <laughs> I feel that I, I look good in it, and, uh, and and I'm very excited about today. Uh, and uh, and and it's a great Friday show. It is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're gonna have some deep uh, thinking. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. And uh, we're also gonna have some recriminations. Albert Breer's first up. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna end this chesty week with me finally uh, getting getting uh, a conversation with Albert Breer on the books. Uh, he is uh, one of the best in our business at the NFL information gathering and dissemination. And there's lots to talk about. He had an interesting story last night about one of the top stories in the NFL outside of the games. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders of the Buffalo Bills. Week 13 began last night. It ends on Monday night with a huge game in the AFC East. First place in the AFC East is on the line between the Bills and the visiting uh, New England Patriots. The first seed in the AFC could be on the line eventually between these two teams. Good stuff in between uh, on this program. A very funny man, Blake Anderson. Uh, the new show, The Freak Brothers on Tubi. It's a hell of a cast with uh, Woody Harrelson and John Goodman and Tiffany Haddish and Andrea Savage and Adam Devine, who he goes way back with to Workaholics Days. He's in hour number three. And and then Michael Irvin in the middle of this program. Talk about the Dallas Cowboys last night. Good to see you, Chris Brockman. Hey, How are you? you? Here on NBC up, Sports on Peacock and more. Uh, Jay Felt is here uh, on the program. <laughs> hey, Jay Felly is uh, is sitting in his spot instead of Mike Del Tufo, wherever he is doing something for someone something. else. And uh, the the candle's already lit for for TJ Jefferson, uh, figuratively yeah. and 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 now literally. Uh, true, good true. to see you today, TJ Jefferson. Well, I just have one thing to say, Rich. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> now, would you have held that sign up around late third quarter last night? Uh, well, it was going to get held up one way or the other. It was either going to get held up like this. Yeah, or it was going to get an eraser yeah. with me just wiping it off. <laughs> you really erased it. Oh, yeah. Come on, yeah, man. You know, not because I'm mad. Well, yeah, because Look, I would have been mad. I, I, been know, we're, I know. Yeah. There it is. That's the version of it. You know, and I, 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 know, I know we're at a very deep end of the pool here in this business of sports talk radio and conversation and things like that between the hours of 12 and 3 Eastern time. I get it, and, and and I know what you know potentially gets the clicks and what doesn't. But and, and I know having nuanced takes coming off of Thanksgiving, um, saying the Cowboys are going to be fine doesn't get those clicks. Doesn't get the clicks. No, I got. I ain't got time for you. That. Know what I mean, like <laughs> I, 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 nuanced conversation of me saying, "Hey, don't. It's going to be fine." Nah, don't worry about it. I look at the schedule. I see who's there and who's not, and I and it's a week to week league. Yeah. And each week, you one win changes everything. Uh, the Cowboys are going to be just fine. And what, what the Cowboys established last night, once again, is their resiliency, which is what you need. You need, you need. you need obviously terrific players, and you need a little bit of luck, but you need that resiliency as well. In an NFL season where week to week things might not go your way, but, you know, 
the resiliency was there last night. They didn't have their head coach. They brought their head, their defensive coordinator down from the booth. He was doing something for this season that he hadn't done before, which is coordinate the defense from the eye level. And But Dan Quinn's been there and done that. It's not like it's something he's never done before. But yeah. when you take yourself out of routine in the NFL, it's that's why short week games are difficult. That's why if somebody's got COVID, it's difficult, you know, with, outside of the obvious reasons. They've got the resiliency. They bounce back, and they also have a deep bench, and they got Tank Lawrence back last night. You could see how that's a difference maker. And, you know, they established once again last night that their defense is potentially out of this world, and they've got a brilliant, brilliant player in Micah Parsons. Oh, man. A brilliant rookie. A brilliant, brilliant, I can't say that word enough. That is a perfect word for him. Brilliant. Ten sacks now leading all rookies. Number 11 in your program, number 10 in the sack sheet. Trevon Diggs now leads the league in interceptions with nine of them. Four picks of uh, Taysom Hill, and they came one after another after another in the fourth quarter. Two sacks in the game as well. And then, of course, like I said, you know, you, you've got to be fortunate. You got to get have luck on your side. This game turned last night on one of the worst calls I've seen in the NFL this year. One of the worst calls I've seen in the NFL this year. And there's been tons of questionable ones. There was that illegal, uh, you know, blindside block of a player that was rushing the quarterback. Come on. You looked at it over and over and over again. And it's just the fact that the officials threw that flag and Taysom Hill had already dug himself out of his own end with a first down pass in a game where they were coming back in, and it was 13-7, to and this is a game. And this was a game. And then they get put way behind the sticks, deep in their own end, wind up punting. Tony Pollard comes up with a huge backbreaker. That's the end of that. He could have done that anyway, even if the Saints had tied the score, even taken the lead. Because as I've told you here, and I'll say it again, it's obvious right now, as we are entering the bulk of Week 13 play in the longest regular season in NFL history in 2021, right now Tony Pollard's a better running back than Ezekiel Elliott. And this is not to troll on anything. I'm not a troll. This is to see this guy in Ezekiel Elliott, one of the best three-down backs this league has seen in recent years. Not the same. He is not the same. He does not run with the same vigor. He does not have that same pop when he's trying to turn that two-yard gain into a five-yard gain. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have the burst. You know who's got the pop and the burst? It's Tony Pollard. And if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I sit Ezekiel Elliott. And I know they got the mini buy and they got that big game against the Washington football team coming up, and that's my point. What the Cowboys have earned right now is the ability to rest somebody like Ezekiel Elliott because this is the longest regular season ever, and you do need him with that pop come mid-January. Yeah, You do need him with that pop and staying in on third down and protecting number four or coming out of the backfield on one of those screen passes and taking it for a nice chunk play. He doesn't have that burst, it doesn't seem like, right now. And what the Cowboys have earned is the ability to do this because sitting there at eight and four, they all they got to do is just win one of their two remaining games against the Washington football team, and this division is theirs. 
because it ain't going to be the Giants and it ain't going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. And they do play both of those teams once more. The only game left on their schedule that just jumps out at me that has some sort of significance for their long-term viability this year is the one against the Arizona Cardinals in week 16, uh, week 17, the second to last week of the season. Can they win enough games between now and then? And I know without Zeke, that might put them behind the eight ball, but just one game, sit him out. What if the next time they see you see Zeke is December 19th? Give him two weeks of rest. Bring him back. You've won games without Dak this year and Tyron Smith this year and Tank Lawrence this year. You could win one without Ezekiel Elliott when Tony Pollard has run his head off. That would be my counsel to the Cowboys. Because you want to get to the spot in week 17 where if you beat the Cardinals, you might have a shot at that one seed. Potentially. Their problem is they got to leapfrog a Bucks team that's already beaten them and a Packers team that also seems to have the stuff. But that's the way the Cowboys season looks to me. Amari Cooper played only a third of the snaps last night, did have one big chunk play and then nothing else. Huge catch, though. It was a big catch in the the first quarter of the game. But CeeDee Lamb is remarkable, remarkably talented. So is Michael Gallup, the way that he put those feet down in in the corner of the end zone that made an actual fade route work. That was incredible. Pollard is terrific. I mean, the Cowboys have a ton of really talented, brilliant players who are playmakers. And a playmaker on this program, Michael Irvin's going to be joining us later on in hour number two. He was there last night as part of the NFL Network broadcast team. So Dallas, they look like they are right on track to win the NFC East, which means they've got a home game. Can they get better than the fourth spot? Which means they don't have to play the team that emerges from the NFC West as a second place team, the toughest wild card opponent you can possibly have. Can you get that bye week? That might that might be a tough one, but they're still in the mix for it. There are only two losses behind the Cardinals right now who come off of their bye at Chicago this week. That's not a, a great assignment if you think for the Cowboys <laughs> to see Arizona come off into Chicago, but you never know. The Buccaneers are sitting right there in front of them by only a half a game. And then you've got the Packers at 9-3 and three, sitting on a bye week. And Dallas is only a game behind them. They're in that mix. But if you want to go long-term, you want to go long, deep into the season, I say you rest Zeke. You can try and win a game against the Washington football team without him one week. And then let's see what he looks like coming back to the Giants. Let Tony Pollard carry the day. He sure looks like he can do it with that huge touchdown return and Thanksgiving Day and that big 58-yarder, like, boom. And number 43 on the uh, New Orleans Saints, I, I should have written it down. This is my one last thought on last night's game. Where Pollard comes out the gate, oh, and there's only one guy that can try to run him down. Marcus Williams. And it looked like Marcus Williams was running alongside of him. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, uh, honestly, like the way that he was running alongside of him instead of getting right to him, <laughs> it looked to me and the rest of the poker guys who were watching this game together like he was taunting Pollard. <laughs> like if it was the other way around, right. you'd see, like, are you taunting him? Like you're not going to get him by taunt? Like 
He tried to tackle him by taunting him. It, it looked was like like he was looking for help. That was it looked not like one there. of those cameras that you know that zooms along the speed skaters. You know to get that nice angle. You know along the side right there. I, I, I was sitting there like, is he not going to try to I tackle? Said, what was that? I was, we're like, what's going on? I also thought about you as Pollard's running because I was just like, oh, this guy Rich. Is I just said be. he's the better running back right now. I was waiting for a text message. I did text you and guys. It came. I told you guys. Mm-hmm. You did. You did. Before we get to Albert Breer, let's talk about Al- what Albert Breer was reporting on and one of the things that we're going to be talking about here. To me, if you are not vaccinated in the NFL and you or in any sport or just or, or any business that tells you that the rules of employment in this business are you must get vaccinated to get this X number of what's the word for it benefits of activities you can undertake as a member of the NFL, for instance, I'm going to stop generalizing. I'm just going to go straight to it here. The NFL came up with rules with the players association. Vaccinated players can do X and then unvaccinated players cannot do X. They must do Y and Z. And Y and Z, no, not as great as X. Science-related, safety-related, and that was the way it is. For somebody to fake their vaccination card, like Antonio Brown and two others, Mike Edwards, a backup safety, and a free agent wide receiver, John Franklin III at the time, to go and fake it rather than take the shot, and then not, and then go about your business is reprehensible, reprehensible behavior. Own it, guys. Own it. Own it. You don't want to get vaccinated. Own it. And then deal with the way that you have to deal with things. To go around the rules and then walk into a facility where your coach has been diagnosed throughout his life and dealt with three forms of cancer. Three, Bruce Arians. Three forms of cancer, your head coach. And there's also a guy in Tom Moore who's 83 years of age and you're walking around like you're vaccinated and you're not because you faked it, is reprehensible behavior. Reprehensible. And I got to stop banging the table because the mic flag keeps falling off. (laughs) All right. It's reprehensible behavior. And I don't understand how this is fine with the Bucks. that in three weeks you'll just let Antonio Brown back in the building. And I don't have my head in the sand. I know he's supremely talented. And I know the quarterback and Tom Brady loves him. And and he makes them a better football team. But they essentially won the Super Bowl last year without him being the top A-B that we've, we've seen and business booming A-B before. But he said he was vaccinated and walked around the building. And he was not. And 
he also used Tom Brady's trainer, Alex Guerrero, as his dupe, handed him, reportedly, the vaccination card from Citrus County, Florida, population 150,000 people, apparently an hour and a half away from Tampa, where he's, I, I imagine, not really from. He used Tom Brady's trainer as his dupe. Here's my card. I'm going to loop your favorite guy maybe on planet Earth outside of your own family and teammates, Tom. He's my dupe. Here's my card. You're now roped into it if I get busted. And then I I don't understand how I don't compute it. And again, this is clearly personal preferences or freedom or whatever you want to talk about it, but the suspension is going to cost him a hundred and eighty three thousand dollars and change the vaccine's free (laughs) and we found out about it because you didn't pay the chef 10 grand right just do the math does this money just not matter to him (laughs) Uh, uh, you know what i mean like one will cost you one hundred eighty three thousand (laughs) dollars and break the trust maybe with your coaching staff and your teammates and your organization one will do that Another is you pay the guy who's pissed enough about it that he texts and tells everyone about it that you asked for a fake vaccination card. That's ten grand, much less than that, hundred eighty three thousand. Or the the thing is you take the vaccine and it's free. And then you can walk around as a vaccinated player, which clearly you wanted to do, and you don't put an eighty three year old person like Tom Moore at risk. Or your head coach, who's been, again, diagnosed with and treated for three forms of cancer. Three. I I, I just don't understand how that's cool. How's that cool? How's that fine? Yeah, come on back. You served your suspension. That's fine. Let's go play football. Score touchdowns. Honestly. What do you think? 844-204-RICH. I'm happy to have that conversation. Really. Although, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. But I speak from the heart, man. I speak from the gut, and, and, and uh, that's just the way I feel. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Albert Breer on the program. Michael Irvin on the program. Emmanuel Sanders on the program. We'll have a fun time with Blake Anderson. TJ's big-ass grab bag. Uh, what's the name of the new segment that we're calling it? What is it? What's more likely? What's more likely? Chris Brockman will give a few scenarios of this sports weekend right in front of us. College football, huge day Saturday, week thirteen, huge day Sunday. An eighteen-game win streak the Phoenix Suns are taking into Ooh. Golden State tonight. <laughs> they set a record for their franchise. Last night, back-to-back game, back against the Warriors tonight. Lots of questions about what's more likely and what's not. And you at 844-204-RICH. When we come back, Albert Breer, who reported on this story without, with uh, Antonio Brown and two others that were suspended for three games in the NFL. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. NBC Sports on Peacock, NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM Channel 85. Um, this was a first for me, um, you know, and I've been covering sports for quite some time. I've never seen a coach arrive in a new spot um, much heralded arrival, and he celebrates it by stepping to the middle of a basketball floor and does a public reading of the water boy. And wait a minute. <laughs> I'm told Brian Kelly was not reading the water boy as Bobby Boucher. So what what was he doing last night? Let's uh, Let's take a look. Well, this is a great way to get started, and I haven't even won all my games yet. It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family, and we are so excited to be in the great state of Louisiana, but more importantly, to be with you great fans, and to be part of what is going to be an incredible ride here at Louisiana State University. You can do it! <laughs> you can do it! Was that somebody screaming at him? <laughs> that was Rob Schneider, yeah. I, I'm getting good. You can it. do it! Can so do it. Do they talk that way in Everett, Massachusetts? That's where he's born from. That's where he's born. Uh, Rich, they most definitely do not. Am I the only one who didn't hear that much of it? What? Uh, family? I was family? family? I think I was looking at... university? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. It's great to be here. What are we doing? Did I he see. end up with a go Tigers? Listen to me when I'm talking to you. 
I say, boy. I, I, I say, boy. I say, like Foghorn Leghorn style. No, okay. I say, I say. I say, I say. I, 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 I say, just, boy. This is just going to be so much. I all my games This is going to be so much. Games can't start fast enough for Brian Kelly right now. I mean, what's their schedule? They cannot start fast enough. I say. Because he's just going to. I mean, in, in, in all seriousness. Oh, for, they open with Florida State. Uh, well, I mean, they, it was a heck of a game, Notre Dame, Florida State this year. Heck of a ba- uh, fo- football game. Uh, <laughs> again, for a guy who this week is taking all sorts of hits because he, you know, can you believe what he's yeah, saying? Can you trust what's coming out of his mouth when he does one thing and, you know, and then he leaves? We would all leave to have our our salary doubled and go to a spot where you can win just as much and just as well, or even if you think it's an easier path to winning, give him credit to he's everyone's saying you, Lincoln Riley ran from the SEC. This guy's going straight into the belly of the, of the SEC beast, That's true. but this is not the best look for a guy who this week, everyone's saying, can you believe what he's saying? <laughs> oh my God. You can't do it. <laughs> All night long. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, he does the uh, a great job on Sports Illustrated. The MMQB is terrific must-read material for him, and he was the one who was reporting last night about what uh, was on Antonio Brown's vaccination card and so much and so forth. And here also to face some music is one of my friends from the basketball school in Columbus, Ohio, Albert Breer. How are you doing, Albert? I guess you could say this is a conversation 10 years in the making, right? Well, you Um, could say that. Yeah, you could say that. Sure. (laughs) Hey, you know, and I I really enjoyed listening to Ryan Shays here on your show earlier this week. I didn't (laughs) catch that. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll, I'll give you a little insight to the way we think. Um, when you say you we, know, what do you mean we? What do you mean we? Yeah, like all of us, all of us, Who's all us? of us who went to school there. I, I mean, okay. you know, maybe at some schools, um, your basketball team mm-hmm. knocking off the number one team in the country would soften the blow of a football loss. Not in Columbus. No, not at Ohio bad. State. That's too bad. And Ryan Shazier said it correctly. Mm-hmm. We are not a basketball school. We are a football school, and we do not run to basketball when things aren't going right in football. We are a football school. So I appreciate Ryan saying that earlier in the week, and I am happy to take any medicine you can dish out because they, I mean, Michigan played great. They played great, and they deserve to win the game, no question about it. Thank you, Albert. That's very nice of you. And I I just think think that's that's very high road of you, and I, I hope that you're not passing out right now from the lack of oxygen <laughs> because of how much of a high road well, that you've taken, I mean, Albert. I mean, I, 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 could, I, I could go down I, the list of tweets that you sent in my I, direction in the last uh, a few years where the road was very low. I mean, they're yeah, very, very low. And, you know? and I, appreciate you, I appreciate you waiting till Friday because if this conversation had happened on Monday, it might have gone a little different. Well, it was before the big win for your basketball team to help, yeah. you know, uh, prove well, that you're no. – like, like, you know. like I said, that didn't, that didn't do much. Um, I, think, I, I think that um, – yeah, I think I can speak for everybody who's you know in Columbus that uh, this one's gonna this one this one leaves a mark, no question. Well, about then, it. L- then let's get to that. Just uh, in all seriousness, like what 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 is the adjustment here? Because as you know, uh, Harbaugh made some adjustments uh, this past yeah. year, and um, a lot of that has to do with the fact that Don Brown couldn't defend the 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 defense that was terrific against everybody was just. Uh, ripe for Ryan Day's plucking, whether he was the OC or the HC. So, what what do you think is the uh, is is the way that o- Ohio State's going to go back to the drawing board and try and uh, try and beat Michigan? 
Albert? A lot of it, a lot of it, Rich, is that this stuff that you saw on Saturday wasn't a one-off. It was everything sort of coming crashing down at once. And you saw the Oregon game played out very much like the Michigan game, right? Like, so that was about physicality on both sides of the ball. It makes you ask the question with those great receivers you have, had you lost a little bit of that edge because, you know, you practice the way you play. And if you're throwing the ball around in practice, are you, you know, creating the sort of physicality you need? So I think that that's one piece of it. The red zone offense was a problem all year. That relates to the running game. The third down defense was an issue during the year. And so, like, it's like all these things that happened on Saturday, I think anybody who follows Ohio State would tell you, like, everything came crashing down at once, right? And so it's a good job by the Michigan coaches, no question about it. I think you're going to see a new defensive coordinator in Columbus. Um, I think one thing that Ryan Day has sort of struggled with was replacing Jeff Halfley, who did a fantastic job two years ago and left as a result of that to go to Boston College. Yeah, and then I think, you know, creating a little bit more of an edge on offense, maybe they add an assistant or two on that side of the ball, too. Um, but I can promise you the talent's there. The talent's there. It's just, you know, I, I think that there were some systemic issues with this year's team that, that, that all showed up at once. And um, Yeah, I mean, it's quite a scene on Saturday. I wish I could have enjoyed, you know, all of that. The guy, the team's walking out of the tunnel. That was amazing. Falling down. That was so great. I wish I could have enjoyed that quite the same way. I, w- I wish I could have enjoyed that the way I – um, that, that you probably did, you know, at the end of the day. You could remove the word probably uh, <laughs> from that sentence. Absolutely, positively, definitely, Dayton. As you I know, mean, it was like, a, I, I, I think when we get a couple months out, I'll be able to enjoy the scenery of that because that was amazing. It's a Big Ten. I mean, that's I've what never, a Big Ten I mean, game should look like. It's what it should look like. Yeah. 100,000 I mean, people plus. I, I, and I've, said, I've said this to people. Like, I, I'm, I'm on an island on this. I sort of wish the Big Ten championship game was at Soldier Field. <laughs> huh. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Like, I, re- I really do. Like, and, and, and Ohio State's obviously been in Indianapolis a lot, you know, playing that game over the last decade. And I, oh, there's just something about it after you play on these. And, and it seems like we saw on Saturday all year long. And then you go inside into a dome to play the championship. I don't know. There's just something to me that feels like that feels a little wrong. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. But I'm but but I, but but I, I think most coaches would tell you they'd rather play inside. So so be it. Albert Bree here on the Rich Eisen Show. How will the uh, Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley contracts affect NFL coaches and NFL contracts? Because the contract that Brian Kelly got, just in terms of terms and almost the dollars, but we assume he's going to reach whatever incentives are there based on his ability to win wherever he's been, and now he's at LSU. So uh, that contract, 10 years, $100 million, I should say, that that was Gruden's deal that got so many people sort of uh, upright in their chairs when he got it from the the Raiders, Albert. How do you think that's going to manifest itself? Well, you know, I I think, Rich, the first thing is obviously I think there are going to be some coaches that are going to say, how can I leverage that? And I think we've seen that to some degree with Cliff in Arizona and, you know, what happened with the interest from Oklahoma. So, you know, I think that's the first piece, which is, you know, pretty simple. Like, you know, guys at that level. And I think Mel Tucker is the one that got a lot of people's attention, to be honest with you, because, you know, Brian Kelly, you know, has at least won and been to the playoffs. I mean, Mel Tucker, and I think he's a great I think I think he's done a great job at Michigan State, but he's been there for two years. He's been a head coach for three. And so I think that was the one that sort of, you know, moved the needle and pushed some of these things in the direction there that they, they've gone in. And so I think that's the first piece of it. The second piece of it is way more interesting to me, which is what did you just see USC and LSU do? Normally when a, when a school is in that sort of spot, what they'll do 
is they'll either go with, to somebody who has a connection to the school or they'll go and say, okay, like, let's go find the hot group of five coach or let's go find the guy who's at like a Minnesota or a Kentucky or something like that. And let's bring them up and have them at a blue blood or let's go get the hot coordinator at Alabama. What did LSU and USC do? They said, the hell with that. We're not doing that. We're going to go to another blue blood and we're going to steal that blue bloods coach. So LSU steals Notre Dame's coach. USC steals Oklahoma's coach. I think the effect that you could feel on the NFL now, more teams that have openings may be willing to take swings like that. And we used to see this in the NFL. If you go back and you look, like what happened with Bill Parcells in 1997, what happened with John Gruden in 2002, um, coach yeah. trades. Belichick. You know? Belichick. And, yeah, Belichick. And so, like, I think if I'm an owner right now, I'm looking at this and I'm saying there's a little bit of a shallow ca- candidate pool this year just because there's been so much turnover over the last 10 years, is it worth, if I'm Chicago, calling New Orleans and saying, is there anything we can do to get Sean Payton here? He's from Chicago. You get him in there to work with Justin Fields. Our general manager has a relationship with him. If you're the Raiders and you need to face the franchise, a leader, do you call Pittsburgh and say, like, hey, is, is there any way Mike Tomlin might be interested in coming here? And, you know, a lot of this has to be back-channeled and everything else, but you know, I, I, I was talking to, a, you know, an executive for an NFC team earlier in the week, and, you know, what he said to me is the interesting part about this is you do have some co- some coaches who may be reaching their natural conclusions in certain places, like, right? Like, so Sean Payton's been in New Orleans for, I think it's 16 years now. Yeah, 2006. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and, and he doesn't have a quarterback, right? The roster's getting a little older. They've been fighting through cap issues the last few years. Is this just time? Um, same in Pittsburgh. You know, the, the general manager, Kevin Colbert, might retire. The quarterback might retire. Um, you know, they may actually wind up having their first losing season, which is an incredible thing. But first losing season in 15 years with, with Tomlin as a coach. Tomlin has now been there as long as Bill Cowell was in Pittsburgh, which is mind-blowing, right? So is it time for him? Is, is it just a natural conclusion? So mm-hmm. I think if I'm one of these NFL teams, I think there are a couple of teams that are thinking this way. You look at what happened with USC. You look at what happened with LSU. They went big game hunting. So if you're one of these teams, you look at it and say, before we go down the normal path and go and get a coordinator or go and get a retread, let's just at least look. Let's see if somebody like Sean Payton or Mike Tomlin is available. It's an interesting idea, I think, that a lot of teams are going to take from what happened over the course of the last week. And how possible do you think? I know that it's, it's, it's great food for thought, but... I mean, the, the the Sean Payton one does certainly fascinates because you know he and Pace know each other, and that would be another way for Pace to try and and uh, yeah. and 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 keep his shelf life going in in Chicago. But I, I can't even imagine how much it would cost. Right, that would be significant it, in terms of draft capital. It wouldn't be just it, a couple of fourths, right? Right. It, it's it's complicated, and there's no question. It's, it's definitely complicated, and. I mean, like, look, like, here's the thing is you have to find a way to back channel it, right? Because you don't want to go to that team and then, like, go through the process and then the coach decides, oh, well, you know, like, I don't want to do that. Like, that actually happened um, seven years ago, you know, between the Browns and Niners with your coach, Jim Harbaugh, where, you know, they kind of gotten down the road where the Browns were willing to send two threes to San Francisco. And you remember things weren't good between the Niners and Harbaugh at the time. And Harbaugh decided basically, like, I don't want to go. I want to stay with the Niners in 2014. So you don't want a situation like that, where you go down the road with another team and, and it falls apart at the end. So you have to back channel some of this. 
But, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you're willing to give up draft picks, I think these things can happen. Are they complicated? Yes. Do you have to back-channel a bunch of, you know, discussion? Yes. Um, do you have to work through intermediaries? Yes. But I think it is possible, and the reward could be really big on the back end. The other thing, Rich, can you think of a time in NFL history when teams have been more willing to part with draft picks? I mean, like, you look at, like, what the Rams have done, right? The Rams gave up two first-round picks for a corner. Jalen Ramsey, great player, but two first-round picks for a corner. The Texans gave up two first-round picks for an offensive tackle in Laramie Tunsil. So I think that's the other piece of it, is that teams are maybe more willing than they ever have been to part full, part with high-end draft capital in order to bring in difference makers. And I think outside of having a great quarterback, there may not be a bigger difference maker in a, in a, in a football operation than a great head coach. Senior NFL reporter, the MMQB's Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen Show. So let's get to your reporting on Antonio Brown's three-game suspension same to go with Mike Edwards, backup safety, and then uh, a free agent wide receiver, John Franklin the third. I give you the floor. What can you tell me? Yeah, so like this was sort of it, it's interesting because the NFL's put the ball in the, in the team's courts on this, and we saw this, you know, a couple weeks ago with you know the findings in the the Aaron Rodgers situation and how the Packers were fined um, for letting you know Aaron go to the podium without his mask on, um, and so you know in this case it was the same sort of thing where they were looking at the Buccaneers' actions and then they were looking at the players' actions. And so um, they found that the Buccaneers hadn't done anything wrong, that they had gone down all the proper channels, um, and that they were deceived by the players too. I thought what was really interesting about the whole thing um, is, you know, the three players, the way that they were flagged during the investigation, they all had vaccination cards from this place called Citrus County, Florida. Now, I'm not familiar with it, uh, or wasn't until the last 24 hours, but it's 90 minutes north of Tampa, and um, and it's got a population of 150,000. So I mean, like this is a dot on the map in in in, in Florida, and uh, yeah. So I mean, I guess the NFL is just going through the vaccination cards. All right, Tampa, 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 Citrus County, Tampa, 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 Citrus County, and so um, you know, obviously they looked into that and wound up. Um, busting those three guys. Um, and, I, and then I think from here where this goes, um, the league's going to continue to leave it up to the teams to enforce this stuff. So, um, you know, short of, you know, another story coming out, Rick Stroud at the Tampa Bay Times did a great job, you know, reporting on this, you know, over the last couple of weeks um, that winds up, you know, fingering a player for having a fake vax card. I, I don't know the league's going to get very proactive in trying to find other cases. So what, of, of what about the Bucks' reaction to it, Albert? I mean, It'll be interesting. Well, because, again, uh, as I pointed out at the top of the show before you called in, Arians has been treated for three forms of cancer. Tom Moore is 83 years of age. And of all the people to hand the fake vaccination card to as as the method to deliver it to the Bucks, Antonio Brown, according to Rick Stroud's reporting, used uh, Alex Guerrero, Tom Brady's god. Yeah. He looped him into it, and he used him as a dupe. Here, here, Alex, here's my fake card. You the one. You you give it to the Bucks, And so this is all cool? Like, A.B. A- a- can catch touchdowns. Let's have him back. Like, this is fine? It, it's crazy, right? Like, and I, I think, um, you know, I, I think the, the, the worst part about it, Rich, you know, like if this was a player at the bottom of the roster – I guess it might be a little more understandable because it might, might be a job security issue, right? Like, I don't think any of us would like that, but if that was the case, like, okay, like, I kind of understand that. This wasn't that. Like, A.B. wasn't getting cut. You know what I mean? Like, 
this was literally boiled down to his personal comfort. Like he didn't want to wear a mask in the building, right? So that's what makes it, I, I think, you know, infinitely worse is that like it's just, I mean, it's such a selfish act, you know? And we heard, you know, B.A. say last year that he was on zero tolerance, um, you know, but that was a while ago. And the interesting part about it to me is, you know, and, and talking to some people about how the Bucks struggled over that month where they didn't win a game, right? Um, you know, one of the things that kind of continually came up was, like, how Gronkowski and, and Brown were, like, sort of like luxury items last year because they entered the fold late and they were sort of integrated late and they kind of, like, were – like let's game some stuff up for them and get them making plays, but we don't. We're not going to be overly relying on them. That's different this year, you know. One of the things again that came up, like when um, when I was asking around about how why the Bucks were struggling, was they'd been integrated and Brady really trusted those two guys. And so when those two guys got hurt, the Bucks' offense started struggling in critical spots because those were Brady's guys. And so that's what makes this fascinating is. This is a guy who Brady's really come to rely on. Right. And we know how important he is. And, 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 and this is how much he respects that, is to, to hand a fake vaccination card to Alex Guerrero? You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's like, the thing. And that, that, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, now, like, you know Brady's priority is to win the Super Bowl, right? Of course. So, I mean, like, so, you know, like, if you're Brady, do you, like, I mean, do you excuse it? I think Brady probably is so single-minded that, you know, he just wants Brown in the, on the field in the playoffs. But if you're B.A., can you look the other way? You know what I mean? Like, and it's just, it's, I mean, like, I, you know, the fact that they haven't released him yet tells me that they're going to, um, they're going to tolerate it. Uh, but it obviously flies in the face of a lot of things that have been said and done there over the course of the last year. I mean, what does he sit there thinking when, when the, when the, when the Bucks rightfully are touting, you know, uh, proudly that they were 100% vaccinated? And he's walking right. around the building like, yeah, we are. You know, I mean, it's just. I mean, it's like, if you're, how today, you... it's like you're making a liar of me, right? Right. It's like, that's the thing is like, you're making a liar of me. You make me look bad when you do this. Right. Too. So, and, and like you said, like that's without even touching like the health stuff, which is, I mean, they have like one of the oldest coaching staffs in the league. Right. Right? Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? I know. Like, it's, I know. It's, it's like, they're, they're looking for the pool house in cocoon. You know what I mean? It's right. just. Right. Because so they have just, the fountain of youth there, man. It's just. I, I I don't I, I honestly. It's such a tremendous. It's such a tremendously selfish act, and you know, like it's just, it's one of those things where, I guess you always like kind of the equation is always does a guy's talent exceed his problems, you know, and that, and if and Antonio Brown's been sort of walking that tightrope forever, and um, you know, I, I I think that this is something that you know, I like if you're the Bucks, like, do you draw the line here, or is it just winning a championship over everything else mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. We're going to bring him in and we'll get him in line for the last couple of weeks of the regular season. And then the five weeks of the playoffs and we'll deal with this after that. Maybe so. Um, you know, they become so single minded. I mean, they, they, they've inherited Brady's mindset down there. There's no question about that in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, whether or not they draw a line here, because again, like that single mindedness with, make you believe like that they, they they may find a way to tolerate this especially when you consider that they had an idea what was coming out you know like they had an idea, they, they were involved in the investigation they fully cooperated in it with it so you would think mm-hmm. if they they were prepared for what was going to happen on thursday and if they were going to release him it probably would have happened by now all right albert thanks for the call greatly appreciate it. oh what are you doing tomorrow night what are you what are you going to be up to tomorrow night? Uh, my, my plans is like the like you know this has been such a staple for me for the last like eight years. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have to find something to do. Now, I'll be watching you guys. Because right. well, you're, you're a Big Ten guy. you got to root for Michigan yeah, to represent the Big Ten in – in 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 the uh, in the big enchilada, right? You gotta you gotta root. Beware, for that. beware, beware of Kirk Ferentz. Oh, I'm I, told, I, I don't need to be told I, that. I, I don't need to be told that. I don't need to be told that. I can tell you from experience. Like, oh, I know that. I know that. But it's not in their house. Yeah. It's in a, it's in a neutral site. We'll see how that goes. Thanks for the time, Albert. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Rich. Good, good luck tomorrow night. Thank you, sir. Road, yeah. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. That's right. Albert Breer right there on the Rich Eisen Show. He's going to now go get more oxygen. He's taking such a big high road. <laughs> All right, when we come All back, right. we'll, we'll, we'll set up what tomorrow is going to look like um, and, and when you will know whether there's an open seat uh, on the musical chairs for the national semifinal games or not. And your calls at 844-204-RICH. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Um, tomorrow, on Saturday, to see how it's all going to shake out with the college football situation, the national championship semifinals will be set by tomorrow night, by midnight tomorrow night. Um, it's all going to start with the Big 12 championship game at the Jones Mahal at 12 Eastern time on ABC, Baylor versus Oklahoma State. If Baylor wins, Oklahoma State's out and that removes them from the mix should one of the remaining seats open because we know Georgia's coming in. The only thing we know for sure is Georgia is in, and if Georgia wins, then Alabama is out. So if the first game goes down, Oklahoma State versus Baylor, and Baylor wins, well, then that's the way things kind of can open up the door for Notre Dame, right? And... Then you've got Georgia playing Alabama at 4 Eastern time on CBS. And then ABC's got Houston and Cincinnati. That's a home game. The AAC championship, that's being played at Nippert Stadium uh, for the Cincinnati Bearcats. It's a home game. If Alabama beats Georgia, then you know there are two seats only left. That's it. And if Cincinnati beats Houston at the same time, then 
we go into the Big Ten championship game knowing at that point in time there's one seat left. Correct? That's how you'll know correct. it. Yeah, one correct. seat left. And it would belong to Michigan with a win over Iowa. And if not, and if Oklahoma State's won earlier in the day, then Oklahoma State will be rooting its head off for Iowa. If Baylor beats Oklahoma State at that point in time, then wouldn't it be interesting that Notre Dame is rooting for Iowa right there so they could get in? It would be Cincinnati, I imagine, Notre Dame, Georgia, and Alabama. If Georgia beats Alabama, correct, then Oklahoma State will be sitting there right there thinking that's one, that's our spot. Because even if Cincinnati and Michigan wins, that's the fourth spot that belongs to them, correct? I think so. So it all starts with the first game in the Big 12 championship game in Dallas in the Metroplex in Arlington. And if Oklahoma State wins that, then they sit back and say, okay, do your work, um, Georgia. Yep. Go get your revenge. Get the Go revenge, hunt. Man. Because then it would be their spot, regardless of Cincinnati and Houston, and regardless of Michigan and Iowa, correct? Oklahoma State would be in. If, if they win, yeah. Right, if Georgia beats Alabama right. and they win. Right. If Baylor wins, then... I mean, and it's total bedlam. You, you know, if, if, Baylor if Baylor wins and then Iowa wins and Georgia wins. Then Notre Dame is in. Well, for sure. For sure. That's the way your Saturday's going to go. Wow, it's going to be awesome. Throughout the day. And it's going to be fun. So good. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's go to Chuck in Virginia. You're first in. You're first up. What's up, Chuck? Uh, How up, you Chuck? doing, Rich? What's going on? Not much. I hope everybody's having a blessed day and a Thank good you. morning. You too. Um, before I ask you this question, I just want to say I've been working for this company, I just say a grocery store, for over four years. And ever since the pandemic started, they gave us opportunities to get the vaccine and show us this vaccine card. What they do is they give, we're giving the vaccine card. And they'll call a special number to make sure it's a legit card. And if it happens to be a fake card, not only they'll terminate you on the spot, they'll also call the police on you, you know, stuff like that. So my question is to you, Rich, is why do privileged privileged people make stupid mistakes (laughs) that they have opportunities that us folks can't get, like, Greatest doctors, they can get on the spot. Us, we have to wait in line to get a doctor or wait on the phone call. So that's my question for you, Rich, and I hope you all have a blessed day and healthy Thank day. you. I wish I had an answer for you, Chuck. <laughs> I wish you did. I, 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 but I, I, I don't want you to look at you know Antonio Brown and, and paint the rest of the NFL with uh, the A.B. brush. Uh, I, I, he is an outlier in my estimation. Um, uh, and are there other players who may have done this? Um, I, I, I proffer to think that other NFL teams are right now going through those vaccination cards much more, uh, closely than before, you know? Um, and so, and I thank you for the call, Chuck, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're doing that, but don't just a- Antonio Brown has more than anyone else brought questions about players and their mindsets and the NFL and 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 uh, we're, we're headlines where none of us want to be talking about. He he leads the league in that department over the last three years, and but he's incredibly talented. He has a resume that would put him in the Hall of Fame, and so teams um, uh, abide by it. 
And I again, I, I I think if if I'm if I'm a member of the Bucks right now, I'm like, so he's been walking around like that, and I've got kids at home. I go see my parents. Really, is that what's going on? That's what I'm sitting there. If I'm sitting in that locker room, um, who else can we talk to here on the Rich Eisen show? Let's go to um, Pam in North Carolina. What's up, Pam? First of all, Cocoon, great movie. Thank you. I need a whiteboard and a nail file for the college breakdown. Whiteboard, keep track, nail file, because there's going to be a lot of nail biting watching those teams, and I hope Rudy's alma mater finds a way to get in and karma takes over. My comment. By by the way, I've I've already got my manicure before the Michigan-Ohio State game. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, I bet you do, and you're going to need another one when it's done. (laughs) I love your show, but my comment was Brian Kelly's speech on the basketball field. On the basketball court. Ow. Bad taste in the mouth. I feel it's the equivalent of divorce papers, ink not dry. Your significant other shows up with their new significant other at a family function. Bad taste all around. Yeah, you know what? Thankfully, I haven't had that uh, feeling in terms of, uh, you know, D-I-V-O-R-C-E. But, you know, uh, you can't blame him. He's in his new spot. I mean, and then... Of course, LSU is going to give him all this money, and they want him to do X, Y, and Z. They want to have him make a hype video. They want to do that. Of course, he's going to do that. And I, I, I just, I think everybody is roasting him today because he, 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 he showed up sounding like Bobby Boucher last night. And, yep. and, yes, he did. and, and, and um, you know, uh, when I guess when you're when, when you're in Rome, you know, you talk in an Italian <laughs> accent. I guess you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for the I, call, I Pam. Maybe the line that was the worst is how much he loved the fans because he just left all his fans and his and his team oh, kind of holding an empty bag. At least let the dust settle, maybe a little bit. I hear you, Pam. Thanks for the call. That's Pam. And I love you. Love your show. Right back you at you. Thank you, Pam. Thank you so much, Pam. Appreciate it. Well, I was a very Del Tufo. You kind of fade. Del Tufo just quick buttons. You just went fade there, Jay. You know, I feel really bad every time I hang up on anyone. I feel, Jay, I feel bad when we end the show and there are calls we haven't gotten to. Yeah, yeah that too. Mike doesn't care. Boom, out. Mike's out. But Mike, he also is not paying attention. He, he hangs up on me that way. So Does that's, he really? just, that's just him. He'll talk and talk and talk. All right, bye. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Aaron in Miami, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Aaron? Yeah, hey, Miami. Hey, uh, hey, Rich. Love you and your show, man. Thanks, Just, brother. Uh, one question. If you're Bruce Arians, how do you not cut A.B.? I mean, you, he specifically, um, Bruce Arians specifically told Peter King, like, one more mistake and you're gone. That's it. So, yeah. I don't know. Because uh, he could, because because uh, he can catch touchdowns. Out, you know, and, living in Florida with, um, you know, right. all the COVID stuff happening. Like, what is he doing? I don't know, Aaron. I, I think, again, we're not in that locker room, right? We're not in that facility, and I appreciate the call. Thank you. Is that, you know, they, you know, the team may adore him, love him, see how hard he works, and then see how he scores touchdowns or whatever, and, and then they just think, well, that's just A.B. You know, he just gave that card kind of crazy. He's just nuts. But we'll see in Week 16, and we'll rally around each other. We don't leave any teammates behind and stuff like that. And I'm coming in as a, as a, a 52-year-old father of three who talks about this stuff for a living thinking what's his malfunction like how can you be so selfish i would never do that to these guys here ever ever come in and say i'm vaccinated and then let you go home to your boy right okay let you go home to your family tj you know i would never never in a million years think of doing that ever 
When I got COVID, I called as many people as I possibly was within even a, a hair's breadth of. So I'm bringing my perspective to it. That could be the team's perspective. Just putting it all out there. Hour two coming up. Well, we're on a, a subject of um, uh, serious discussion with the real world stuff. And again, you know, we I totally understand a show like this one is for escapist uh, purposes for a lot of people. But sometimes real world, real world stuff crashes in or it's so uh, crucially important to talk about stuff um, that I'll, I'll talk about it here. I want to show a picture of this young man. His name is Tate Meyer. He's a 16-year-old boy um, from Michigan, the state of Michigan. And here's a photograph of him standing uh, this past Saturday on the field and the glass bowl turf in Toledo, Ohio, on Saturday. And he's standing there because he's seemingly taking a visit because he's a 16-year-old kid who's a lettered... Um, football player at Oxford High School in the state of Michigan. And there he was on Saturday taking a photograph with his life in front of him, not knowing that just a few days later he'd be facing a gunman in his own hallways, a fellow student of his pointing a gun in his direction and him, by all accounts, trying to take that gun away from him and that cost him his life. Along with three other members of Oxford High School, I want to say their names, Madison Baldwin, she's a 17-year-old girl, 17 years old. Hannah St. Juliana, a 14-year-old girl, 14 years old. Justin Schilling is a 17-year-old co-captain of the school bowling team. He died Wednesday when his injuries suffered by this gunman took his life. And I just want to say their names. And I just want to say that this can't be okay. We can't just move on. We can't just turn the page. We can't. We have to have a conversation about protecting kids in schools and what it means to have guns in the hands of people that shouldn't have them and how to prevent that from happening. We have to have the conversation, people. We have to talk. U.S. Senate is blocking conversation even on this subject. We have to talk because this is not okay. And I want to send all my best to Zach Line, former NFL player who's a football coach there at Oxford High, and all the parents and all the members of the staff there whose lives have been turned upside down in the community, and to all those, rest in peace. 